Thanks to Phil Hoffman Travel, it costs no more to travel with the best. This is 5AA Travel Talk. Certainly is we have the best with us right now in the form of Melanie Wynn, Project Manager of Phil Hoffman Travel. That's you. Well, how That's are you? you. <laughs> You're looking at me strangely. <laughs> how are you? Good, thank you. I haven't so? seen you for a while. No, I haven't. No, yeah. no. You've been a busy, busy person. Have been. Uh, we're going to have a great chat to you in a moment. Uh, you've got lots to talk about Egypt, Japan. Uh, uh, beyond journeys, a journey beyond new trains. Yes. So this is a really exciting yes. uh, deal I'm, I'm, I'm uh, excited about. And you've got a hot deal to... Uh, where? Phuket. Phuket. Yeah, yeah. That's your area of speciality, isn't it? That's it, yeah. Mm, Any, right. Anywhere, really. <laughs> but first, we, yeah, anywhere. Uh, 8223 0000, if uh, you want to speak to Melanie about anything to do with travel, uh, you're thinking about what to do next year, or even uh, you uh, haven't got your act together and you're planning something for Christmas. I don't think it's quite too late yet, is it, Melanie? You'd be able to organise something for us. Oh, absolutely, yeah. 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 yeah uh, give us a call, 8223 0000. But first, we have a special guest with us, uh, and it's good to see McCann. Paul Jury from Emirates Airlines. G'day, Paul. Afternoon, Alan. Good to see you again. And you. Uh, Emirates, just continuing to grow and grow, and the reputation is just getting better and better, isn't it? It is. Um, we're currently uh, at 142 destinations, um, all one stop from Adelaide, and um, we're uh, finding more and more traffic out of Adelaide to places like South America, and uh, the west coast of the USA. Mm. And one of the big selling points, though, isn't it? Uh, you fly to 38 cities across Europe, mm. but also then we can use you to, to go beyond. Exactly. Um, one of the benefits of having such a large network is the flexibility. Mm. So open jaw, as we call it, fly into Nice. What's it called? Open open jaw. Open jaw. <laughs> so <laughs> that expression. <laughs> you can fly into Nice and yeah. out of Rome. Um, we also have uh, flights from Athens to Newark and New York, from uh, also Milan. So a lot of uh, Adelaide. Passengers have gone through to Europe, mm. then across the US and back, and it's a reasonable fare. It's uh, not much more than the European levels. One stop uh, from Adelaide, 22 destinations in Africa as well, and South America, which are getting more and more popular, aren't they? They are. Mm. And I think uh, people will realise that once they've done New York, for instance, from Adelaide with Emirates, it's one stop. It might be 14 hours on each sector, but the from point of origin to destination, is the same as doing Adelaide, Sydney, mm. Sydney, Los mm. Angeles, Customs, and then through to New York. What about baggage? Does that work with the same ticket system? It does. does. So I don't have to worry about my baggage. No. Check in in Adelaide and pick it up in New York. Uh, got a call from Anne at uh, Glenelg. Hi, Anne. Hey, you. I'm going to send in to a travel agent because I want to go to the UK next year and do a, a cruise around Baltic. And I just found out that um, Emirates are flying into Dubai and then there's an eight-hour wait to get to Glasgow. What's happened? Mm. It used to be two hours. It depends on when you might be going during the closure of runway in Dubai, which is through uh, April, May. Is that the time you're travelling? Right. Because otherwise yeah. there, is, yeah, there is a direct connection otherwise. It's unfortunate, but they're closing the uh, runways. So, uh, in May. In May. Bad timing, Anne. Oh. <laughs> it's called Murphy's Law. Oh, you're kidding me. So, oh. I, have to, so I wait eight hours in Dubai and then get a... Get a why is the... No, 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 that's not right because there's an eight-hour... I fly into Dubai from here yes. and then I sit eight hours in Dubai and then... What, 
fly out to Glasgow. Your agent should be able to help you with accommodation for that eight hours. I, I just want to get there. <laughs> oh, well, we can only do so much. Um, that's an interesting point, though, that Anne makes. Dubai is a stopover in its own right now, isn't it? It is. Um, Rather than just sitting in the airport, you could actually make it part of your, your journey. It is, and I think being voted one of the three top safest places, destinations in the world, um, it's great for families, and uh, there are a lot of theme parks now opening. One of the largest is the Aqua water feature mm. down at Atlantis and another one opposite Jumeirah. Um, it's And the shopping, of course. Um, yes. And uh, during the winter months, it's a really pleasant place to stay by the beach. Uh, it had a bit of a reputation as being always a bit, a bit of an odd place to go to. That's not the case anymore. I've, I've heard Phil talk about this. Yes. It's actually a very, very welcoming and, you know, the rules aren't aren't overpowering, are they? Not at all. And uh, people, you know, always... It's strange the perceptions that people have, but it's a very Western culture. They're mm. very open. Um, alcohol is available at any um, um, hotel. And people ask us, do you serve alcohol on board? Well, we have one of the finest cellars in the world. Mm. So, And on the beach, um, you know, normal swimwear is acceptable. Um, there are no real... The main, the main one, as I understand it, is... Uh, you're not allowed to drink alcohol in public. Well, guess what? You're not allowed to do that here. Well, you know, no. it's it's illegal to be carrying a stubby around town. Yeah, there's it's plenty the of rule. places on the beach where you can drink at a bar or in yeah. a hotel in the city, CBD or gardens, um, but uh, not walking down the street. No, mm. which is as I say, which mm. is exactly what uh, the case is here. So, uh, have you got any deals about uh, stopping over at Dubai and making it uh, making it a couple of nights? Well, at the moment, there's a free stopover in Dubai for bookings until the 10th of December, so not far to go. And that's for travel from 14 January until the end of October 19. Um, and that tr covers your transfers, breakfast and accommodation. Well, that would have solved uh, Anne's problem. <laughs> You're still listening, Anne. You'll be kicking yourself now that, uh, when, you, uh, when you checked in. Um, uh, what about the food and the wine? You mentioned, uh, you know, you've got one of the biggest, best, best sellers going mm. on, on Emirates, uh, yes. but food's pretty up there too, isn't it? It is. And uh, we have, um, you know, four courses in first class, three courses um, in uh, business and even economy um, that cater really well for the families um, with children. Um, but uh, we even have local wines as well, so um, locally sourced, including Two Hands, Penfolds, Killacanoon, and again, with the food, you know, we have locally sourced lamb, seafood um, as well. Mm. I'm getting hungry just sitting here <laughs> listening to this. What about you, Melanie? <laughs> I think I might be as well. <laughs> um, uh, any good deals going at the moment? I'm sure there are good deals, but what special deals have you got going? The economy fares at the moment are from about 1260 That's um, pretty good, isn't it? Business class yeah. to London is a 6.4 and first class from 12.9. And of course, uh, we can redeem our uh, our points as well, can't we? Through yeah. Emirates for any class, mm -hmm. and we code share with Qantas, so Qantas points are available for that as well. Fantastic! So. Uh 
The message is, how long will these, these uh, um, uh, special airfare deals last for? Uh, they're available now until the end of January. They vary, actually. Right, okay. Everyone has a different uh, right. time limit. So, um, But if they just call their travel agent or Phil Hoffman, yep. they will be able to clarify for them. Fantastic. Well, thanks for that update, uh, Paul Jury, who's uh, with Emirate Airlines. Uh, we'll see you on the air sometime. It's a deal. Good on you. Thanks, thanks, very, Alan. thanks very much, Paul. Now, Melanie, back to you. Uh, what have you got on the agenda? Um, lots, actually. Well, probably mm. one of my favourite destinations in the world, probably Egypt. Yeah. Um, uh, I mean, Egypt's really going off at the moment. It it's, is. It went through a really quiet period for yeah, obvious reasons, yeah. but it's really starting to take off again now. It's really it? become de rigueur again. Um, it, it's one of those places you've got to visit before um, before you leave this, uh, before you drop off the mortal coil, coil I suppose. Um, I, I think the, the, the pyramids are probably one of the most incredible sights you can see, sort of up there with the, the Taj Mahal. The, uh, the Twin Towers, um, Machu Picchu, those are real sort of U.R. sort of destinations and the, the, the pyramids at um, Giza Plateau are just absolutely incomparable. So mm. um, we've got a trip that's heading out there um, next year, um, heading out in September and we'll go out to the pyramids at um, Giza, which are just outside of Cairo Centre itself. Um, chance to sort of go up there and have your sort of um, almost Lawrence of Arabia style moment there on camels and things like that if you want to. Um, then we head out to Saqqara. We travel down south to Azul one. Um, Aswan is really famous, of course, for the Aswan Dam, the uncut uh, or the unfinished obelisk. Um, yeah. mm -hmm. um, also, uh, a number of uh, temples, um, and it's also a very good embarkation point for a Nile cruise to travel. Basically, um, what a good idea! Upstream. Make put the cruise in the middle of this exactly. Tour. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It sort of balances it out really quite nicely. But we also do um, a fantastic afternoon tea at a really famous hotel where Agatha Christie penned "Death on the Nile." Um, it's a place called the uh, uh, the Old Cataract Hotel, which is uh, mm. owned by the Sofitel Group. Um, we have a, a beautiful afternoon tea there, which is really nice. Um, but we head ultimately to uh, Luxor for, I guess, your sort of Indiana Jones sort of moment or your Howard Carter moment, I should say, because we'll head out to the uh, the Valley of the Kings to see. Some of the uh, the many tombs there, of course, that's where they discovered um, King Tutankhamun's tomb, yeah. um, and then across to the living side of uh, Luxor as well, to the uh, the East Bank, as it's called, to uh, the Luxor Temple, and also the incomparable um, temples at Karnak. Um, so it's a really, really amazing sort of moment, just just to see how they were able to craft these temples mm. with mm. with uh, columns wider than the room that we're sitting in, without use of tractors or computers, mm. compasses, or anything like this. And just to stand at the foot of one of them and look up at it and think, how did this happen? And 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 get get an idea of the size. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Well, I mean, Cheops, Chefren and Mycerina yeah. says they're known sort of in their, their Romanised um, um, style. Cheops' pyramid itself is two and a half million limestone blocks. And I'm five foot four in height, or roughly 164 centimetres in metric. And those stones that we use to create or craft those pyramids are almost two thirds my height. Mm. And they were stacked together so so close together that you can't even insert a full mm. scale piece of paper mm. between them. Mm. And they weren't built by slaves, they were built by paid workers and there's references to that. Um, dotted sort of not only there but also the necropolis for um, Cairo, a place called Saqqara where there are also um, many, many tombs that are, are still being uncovered. Every couple of weeks you'll go to the BBC website and somebody's uncovered another yeah. tomb or another archaeological find but I, I think arguably one of the greatest finds of the 20th century would probably be the tomb of King Tutankhamun and you can see all of his treasures at the new Egyptian Museum which is opening... Okay, 
open. Anytime. That's open, is it? Anytime okay. soon, yeah. 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 Oh, so you'll see it on this tour next Absolutely, year. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, so it's a chance to see um, not only his um, solid gold funerary mask and also his various sarcophagi, um, his original stone one with his body lies in situ at the tomb itself. The tomb is actually quite unremarkable because he died fairly quickly and he didn't mm. rule for very long. Mm. So I suppose they spent perhaps a year sort of cobbling together all of his treasures. But what I suppose made his tomb more than any other stand out was that it was completely intact. So all of those treasures are, you know, available for us to see today. Mm. And, of course, the mummy, mummy galleries as well. Yeah, yeah you know? absolutely, yeah. So yeah. a chance to see Ramses the Great Builder. He uh, crafted so many pyramids and uh, And as you say, the, the, there's uh, the exploration is going on all the time and they're finding different stuff almost <laughs> all, every week, all, all, all the yeah. time, all the time. Yeah. They're always digging up mummies and, um, and other uh, artefacts all of the time and there's just a wealth of it um, in Egypt. So uh, it's a fantastic trip. Um, so it's heading out in uh, mid-September. Um, so we're flying... Um, Actually, Emirates, our friends Emirates. Um, so Adelaide through Dubai into uh, Cairo, and then uh, onwards um, on the the trip. So it's uh, basically an eleven day extravaganza. But um, Egypt's really coming back. It's really a destination in vogue. But also the good part about this uh, from uh, $6,099. That's pretty good value. Yeah, isn't it's it? very good. Right? And also, if you're a solo traveller, it's really good as well because they've got a single supplement on this one for under $1,000. Now, how's that really working? Good. That's such a good supplement. Yeah, it is. It's really good because normally it can cost a king's ransom yeah, if you're travelling alone. Yeah. But um, we try on all of our escorted group tours to try and keep those single supplements as low as we possibly can just so that we don't put any of our solo travellers out in the cold. So, uh, I mean, you have your own room. Regular listeners will know that I'm a great fan of the Solo Travellers Club because. Because, yes. uh, you know, it doesn't mean you're necessarily lonely. It might mean that, you know, hubby or wife doesn't want to go. But that is so commonly the I case. It's commonly the case, mm. you know. And, mm. and I think um, for a lot of people it sort of prevented them or handicapped them from sort of like inspiring them to sort of travel. And I think what our Solo Traveller Club has done is inspired people to sort of travel, you know. Because there's nothing like sharing travel experiences with other people, you know. Yeah. I've travelled on a lot of work trips and it's woeful going into a restaurant alone. All you really want to do is to sort of bounce off ideas yeah, and inspiration right. with other people. Mm. Mm. And you get to do that as part of the uh, the solo traveller club, and and you know fellow travellers travelling alone, and all of our escorted group tours on average have about thirty to forty percent of solo travellers anyway. Is it that high? Yeah, it's Is really it? high. Yeah, yeah. yeah. as uh, well as couples, friends, that sort yeah. of thing. But uh, no, yeah. great initiative uh, from Phil Hoffman Travel, really uh, pushing that along. Well, that's a great deal. Uh, prices start from six thousand and ninety nine dollars. And when did you say it goes? Uh, it's going September. out uh, middle of September, fifteenth September, um, September to be precise. Mm. 12, no, 12 days, Adelaide, Egypt return. Yes. Wonderful. Okay, uh, book now, 8223 If you want to have a chat uh, about anything to do with travel, uh, we're here for the next 15 minutes. After the break, we're going to talk about Japan. That's another area that uh, is booming again, isn't it? Certainly is. You can tell us all about it straight after this. The Phil Hoffman Travel Team will be in the 5AA Travel Lounge between 2 and 2.30 today, taking your calls off air. Phil Hoffman Travel's experts can give you the best advice on where to go when to go, what to see and how to get there. Whether you're planning your trip by plane, ship, rail or road, the 5AA Travel Lounge is where you need to check in. Call the Phil Hoffman team between 2 and 2.30 today. All calls are answered off air. Call 8419 1473. That's 8419 1473. Fancy a week in Japan? Phil Hoffman Travel and Wendy Wu Tours are offering your partner to fly free. Stand amongst the neon lights of Tokyo. Explore the serenity of Kyoto. Experience the natural beauty of Hakone and admire the perfect symmetry of Mount Fuji. Includes return airfares from Adelaide, seven nights accommodation, all meals, expert guided touring and sightseeing. Fully inclusive from just $6,290 per person. Conditions apply. Visit pht.com.au.
in Adelaide and across South Australia. This is Alan Hickey. Scrape your caravan, Walker Crash Caravan Repairs. Easy insurance repairs, fast. We have Mel with us. So Mel, uh, is it win or wine? Win, win like wins wines, win. win. on yeah, the end. Wins, uh, excellent, excellent. Okay. That's from Phil Hoffman Travel. And listen, what she doesn't know about travel ain't worth knowing. So give us a call, 8223 if you've got any questions. Another destination, we've just been talking about uh, Egypt, which uh, should be on the bucket list. Uh, oh, yeah. But uh, another country that's uh, sort of been up and down, but it's back up, at the, uh, up again and climbing uh, really quickly, is Japan. Yeah, it is. Um, I mean, when I started travelling the Asia, it was one of those destinations that you went to where steak cost you eighty dollars a serve, and yeah, it was yeah. always expensive. And you know, it was it was it was a pricey destination. But um, a lot of things have changed with Japan now, and um, the exchange rate against the dollar is very good. Um, and it's it's a destination that you know is as reasonably priced as as travelling sort of anywhere. You know, whether you travel to Europe or the states. And I think a lot of the, a lot of the cut through on that has been thanks to skiing in Japan. Skiing in Japan oh, is okay. cheap yeah. or cheaper than skiing here in this country. Mm-hmm. So a lot of the words sort of got around this that Japan was no longer expensive but um, um, in terms of touring and that sort of thing it's it's no longer the uh, the the price sensitive destination that it once was where you know you'd, you'd spend a king's ransom on really anything from a now you've just cup come of back from from there what yeah. what, what uh, tour did you take um, I did a trip that this, took me this, from... Uh, this was research, of course, wasn't it? Oh, yeah, yeah. It was that. Well, actually, no, I, it really was, actually, because I went to a, um, a luxury travel mart in um, Tokyo, but we kicked off with a couple of days first. We stayed at a, um, uh, a fantastic um, hotel called The Palace, which is located just across the road from the Imperial Palace of the Royal oh, Family, okay, yeah, yeah. Um, before we headed on uh, from there to a place called uh, Kuruizawa, Nagano and Kanazawa. Um, and those were all sort of uh, beautiful destinations in the heart of Japan that sort of boasted gardens and art galleries and all sorts of things. But we did some sort of extraordinary things. We, we travelled on, of course, the Shinkansen bullet trains. Mm-hmm. We had ice cream covered in gold leaf in Kanazawa. Kanazawa is very famous for its Could gold ta- leaf production. taste the gold? Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> What's it taste like? It dance, dances like angels on your tongue. Yeah. <laughs> right. yeah. well, so it should. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. So I'd never had a uh, you know a soft serve covered in gold before, but you can in Japan. Um, but we also went hunting for the uh, well, not hunting, but looking for the musasabis, which are like flying squirrels, in a oh, fantastic yeah, yeah. sort of national park. I'd never thought, I'd never sort of equated Japan with having national parks. More sort of neon drenched city cities and high rise buildings and small hotels. But that's and that sort the of thing, thing, isn't it? it, it the the uh, the country in inverted yes, commas yeah. once you get out of the, the metropolitan area is spectacular it's absolutely spectacular yeah. it's so pretty you know we, we went out to a winery one day for lunch and and drank probably finer pinot gris than we drank in this country like it was just just an amazing country of extreme surprises and really nice surprises mm. beautifully kept so precise so clean and so tidy and i would almost regard it as the switzerland of asia right yeah. absolutely yeah. amazing i Tell- felt like i was 25 years ahead of time Oh, like it's so super advanced in, in yeah. every way. You know, mm. the, the Japanese don't even know the brand Nokia. Or when, when Nokia was top of the pops, they had all their own sort of brands at home. Mm. You know, they mm. invented the torch on the mobile phone before anyone else did. Mm. You know, they, mm. they are the gadget kings, you know. Mm. And when it comes to food and drink, it's just absolutely extraordinary. You get anything from a ham sandwich to something you'd eat with chopsticks in a, in a, a beautiful earthenware bowl that you can then throw away as a commuter oh, meal on board a train or, or keep as a souvenir, which we all did. Is that right? So, that right? yeah, it's just amazing. Wait, was there a feeling um, that uh, you're welcome, being made welcome? I oh, yeah. Get, it always had the reputation, in my mind anyway, of being a little bit standoffish. I'm assuming that's not the case anymore. No, it isn't. I, I, I think that the standoffishness can occur sort of 
anywhere in the world, when mm. people are a little afraid to speak English, it almost comes across as sort of apathy in a sense. But um, I, I didn't encounter that in Japan. We, we encountered a lot of people who were very willing yeah. to try and attempt to speak English to us because, I mean, I, I didn't have a lot of Japanese myself other than domo arigato and pretty much sayonara, and that was really about it. But um, What was the first thing you said? Domo arigato, thank you. Is that... Thank you, yeah. Thank, thank Sayonara, you. goodbye. <laughs> yeah. So, um, know, really. you know, um, we tried to sort of like um, make do with our sort of schoolgirl sort of Japanese, I suppose, but many people were prepared to speak um, English to us. So we found that sort of, uh, you know, a, a fantastic surprise. But the people were just beautiful people, you know, really willing to help, particularly when we were a little lost. We went out to one of the railway stations in Tokyo, Tokyo Railway Station, mm. and they have this place called Food Street, and it's just full of like little tiny restaurants where you can go in and, and enjoy something really nice to eat and we were sort of pointing at the menus and all sorts of things and then we were trying to find somewhere that was a little bit similar to go and get something else and this lady helped us you know she was just straight out of the, out of the so crowd. So language is know. not a real problem? Not really, no. No, okay. no, no. and everything's in, in dual signage as well, yeah. sort of English and Japanese. My nephew and uh, his uh, his wife were there recently and they said uh, they were blown away just by how friendly uh, the, the locals were to a point where, I can't remember where they were, but it was a Tokyo or whatever, but they wanted to get to somewhere and they didn't know how to get there yeah. uh, and they just showed them on the map. Yeah. This couple... Took them. And it was about <laughs> yeah. five blocks, but actually yeah, yeah. walked them down. Yeah, that happened to my mum and dad when they were when they were there. But yeah. there wasn't a word yeah. of English spoken. They said it was a fantastic. Yeah, experience. they're yeah. very, very, very cordial people. Mm. Um, one of the nicest destinations I think I've been in the last maybe 10, 15 years. It's taken me fifty years to get to Japan, and I, I got there and I was just so just taken aback by how amazing it was. Mm. You know, it really is a unique destination. And and Tokyo definitely warrants a second or third visit. It's one of the world's great cities. There's mm. plenty to see and do there. Mm. It's, it's, okay, it's so really you've got, a, you've got a really good uh, fully escorted uh, tour coming up uh, next year? Yeah, it's going out in May. And one of the nice things about this first is it does some touring and then it does a cruise. So cruising around ah, Japan is really, yeah. really nice because it's a very coastal country, a lot like New Zealand. So um, it's not an incredible landmass. So it's, it's sort of very easy to sort of have the ship sort of dock, pull into port, and then you can sort of head off on sort of um, um, little sort of shore excursions and things like this. So I regard Japan as one of the, the world's great destinations for cruising, as is the case with New Zealand and indeed our country, Australia, because we're so coastal. Yeah. So yeah. so much to see yeah. around those coastlines. So so 17 days uh, yeah. from May next year, 24th May next of May. year, yeah, which yep. is a great time to go. best time to go in um, to Japan is between sort of around about that March yeah. to sort of um, June mm. sort of period. Mm. So I was there in about June. It got a little bit sort of humid and it got hotter after we left, but... Um, between March and June is uh, is a particularly good time to go. Fantastic. There's another one for the bucket list to uh, tick off. Get into your nearest Phil Hoffman travel office and check that one out. It's uh, uh, a wonderful 17-day fully escorted tour uh, kicking off on the 24th of May next year. Now, hot airfares. We've just been talking to Emirates uh, and uh, pretty good fares there, but you've got a few others. Yeah, we have actually. Um, <laughs> Los Angeles for under a tonne. I mean, it's only today, so it's oh, fastest fingers first this one. Nine dollars to Los Angeles. <laughs> yeah. that's, that's a misprint, surely. No, no, no. it's crazy, isn't it? Isn't it? That's Absolutely ridiculous. amazing. So the city of the angels for under a, under a ton, and that's um, Air New Zealand. Air so New Zealand, you're, you're yeah. Not going so the long way. No, Adelaide through Auckland direct, and then Auckland straight across the pond to um, to Los Angeles. So for today only, yes, on sale. So, yes. all right, the phone should light up any time now. Yeah. <laughs> Los Angeles for $999 from today only, Air New Zealand. Uh, Shanghai? Yeah, Shanghai's flavour at the month at the moment, of course, with the Port Adelaide Football yeah. Club playing um, Saints in uh, in Shanghai. Um, and again, you know, some of those fares you can get for sort of well under sort of $800. This fare with um, Malaysian, 500 and... Uh, 
$99 Malaysian um, economy class yeah. out to uh, to Shanghai. And the nice thing about Malaysia is you can go and break your journey in Kuala Lumpur. I always say that it's a, a really neat place to stop over there. Fantastic. Now, um, you've also got uh, Round the World. Now, this is pretty good too. Round the World from $2,199. Yeah. <laughs> eh? $2,200 around yeah. the world. I mean, when I used to sell Round the World fares in the 1980s, they yeah. weren't this cheap. I mean, yeah, how much were they? You'd have to take oh, a mortgage. Similar down. sort of prices, but without the, the, the same sort of number of stops. I mean, mm. this one um, from... from Twenty two ninety nine does basically Honolulu, LA, New York, Helsinki, Barcelona, um, Singapore, and also Manila. Mm. And the, I mean, the, the stopovers are as good as your imagination. You know, we can sort of like work in any number or any combination of stopovers on these. So to try and extract the best value for you. Excellent. Uh, have you got a deal of the week? Yeah, I'd say Phuket, um, yeah. luxury Phuket, yeah. eight nights at the. Um, in a grand jacuzzi suite, staying at um, the four-and-a-half-star Diamond Cliff Resort and Spa, which sort of sits right there at Patong, um, return airport transfers. Ends at the end of the month, eight nights, um, daily breakfast, um, priced from eleven fifty nine. Now, that's, that's got to be another misprint. No, it's not. And Does it's, that include um, yeah, it's including airfares out of Adelaide. From $1,159. Yeah, yeah, it's cheaper to go there than it is to stay at home, Alan. <laughs> hey, you wouldn't get to, honestly, you wouldn't get to Queensland. You wouldn't get to Sydney and no, back no, for a week. It's tremendous value. That yeah. is amazing. Yeah. All right, well, that, uh, that's on sale until uh, this Friday. That's it. So move quickly on that one. And this is a good one. This exciting new announcement you've got uh, from Journey Beyond. Yes. Train lovers, stand by. Absolutely, yeah. A new Australian rail journey joining the GAN and the Indian Pacific. Um, it's a journey from Adelaide to Brisbane over two nights and three days. Departing on Fridays, it's an Adelaide-Brisbane um, journey, including touring in the Grampians, Canberra, and a special beachside dining experience on the northern New South Wales coast. So it's combining two of the best and most iconic sort of rain journey, uh, uh, rail journeys together to provide for an Adelaide-Brisbane journey. It's fantastic. Yeah, it's, it's really good. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and um, what about... It, it will be the same standard as the GAN and the, the Indian Pacific. Yeah, it will actually, Alan. Um, choice of platinum and gold service accommodation, um, inclusive of dining, onboard beverages, the off-train experiences, just as you would experience on the GAN at mm. some of the stops that they sort of do en route. Um, so, you know... Great Southern Rail are, are putting together um, this program to sort of provide for the same sort of um, expectation of um, um, delivery in terms of um, inclusions and those sorts of things. So for those that enjoy some of our most iconic journeys mm. by rail, it mm. really is the one to, to go on. It's open for sale on Monday the 3rd of December, so uh, it's a good idea to register your interest with us because um, it really is going to be a fastest fingers first situation. Yeah. Um, I think it's going to go off like hotcakes. And the Brisbane to Adelaide, uh, for example, the beachside find dining us in northern New South Wales, Hunter Valley, Wine yes. Region, 12 Apostles. Yes, yeah. How, how does that work? There's no train goes to 12 Apostles. Well, it's basically um, a, little, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, a little bit of um, um, overland travel as yeah. um, as well on that one, um, in much the same way as they do with the um, the journeys that go up by GAN as well. But great, uh, great you know, great experience to, to experience the, one, as you say, the wonderful icons, uh, but also have uh, the wonderful uh, train adventure. Yeah. 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 And... Um, now, you've got a couple of events coming up that we should uh, let people know about quickly. Yeah, on the 8th of December, we've got an interesting one, genealogy at sea. And genealogy sounds like a, a really big, important word, but it's basically, um, 
who do you think you are an ancestry.com so to speak it's um we've all got sort of two parents four grandparents eight great grandparents it's a chance to sort of at sea engage with um uh, learned practitioners in the genealogical field to sort of work, work out how to put your family tree together great idea yeah, it's really yeah. good so yeah. um a lot of these cruises have you know a fair few days at sea and this particular one um uh, is tasmania in fact it's a chance to sort of get down there mm. and uh, obviously the Austra- new australian royalty is to to have sort of a convict past if you've got sort of any convicts in your uh, in your dna mm. in your family tree it really is absolute australian royalty mm. now to sort mm. of determine that this is the case in your uh, in your lineage and it's an opportunity to sort of find out where you and your family come from so um genealogy at sea so we're having a specialty uh, talker a chap called alan phillips and i'll he'll be talking about genealogy and i'll be talking about um what quite what it's like to travel at sea um Fantastic. and through to tasmania and that's on saturday the 8th 8th of december at 11am at our uh, Glenelg office. Glenelg office. Yeah. Excellent. Good to see you. Happy Lovely travels. Lovely to see you, Alan.